Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is a subject that um, everyone has been talking about. So here we go. After months of delay, the processed merger between South Dakota-based Samford Health and Minnesota-based Fairview Health will not happen. Now, this week's announcement comes with a lot of questions about the future of the two organizations. Fierce Healthcare is a national news outlet that provides articles on important subjects across the industry. Staff writer Dave Moyo has followed the progress of this story, and he joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline to discuss some of the impacts from the failed deal. Welcome, Dave. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Coming in hot from the East Coast. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy that you're joining us tonight. Okay, the bottom line is that Sanford and the the Fairview Health Services said Thursday that they are dropping plans to merge. Now, some people were really surprised by that. Were you? Uh, Yes and no. I would say a lot of the delays were a bit abnormal, and there was definitely some pretty staunch um, opposition to the deal, both from... uh, ground level, you got unions were buried against it, you got legislators, governor, uh, University of Minnesota Medical Center, um, University of Minnesota Health uh, had also kind of been very concerned. And the two delays and then the second delay didn't have a, hey, we're aiming to close by X date. That is a lot of things kind of stacking up together that made it, you know, not totally unexpected. Yeah. They talked a lot about Minnesota stakeholders. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. So, um, as you just said, Sanford Health is not based in Minnesota. Um, right. They do. They are active in some of the markets in the state, but um, Fairview Health Services, which owns uh, two of University of Minnesota's uh, major facilities, um, University of Minnesota Medical Center, the flagship, and Masonic Children's Hospital, uh, mm. by that merger happening there's concerns that those facilities would be controlled by an out-of-state entity. And when you go to the universities, they usually have their uh, mission statements. And one of them is, of course, to do what's best in the public interest for uh, residents of the state. So when we were seeing um, the Attorney General in Minnesota, Keith Ellison was holding hearings asking for public comment on what are what's everybody's thoughts on the deal. And very frequently, a lot of what came up is, out-of-state interest, and not just that it's out-of-state, it's a large entity and creating an even larger entity, and will they always do what's best in the best interest for, say, residents of the Twin Cities? 
Yeah, this announcement was a significant turn. It's in the article uh, from just a few days ago. On Tuesday, a Fairview representative sent an NPR news reporter a statement that seemed to signal the merger plans were on track. How is it that it can be on track and then so quickly not be, especially for something this big? Well, what I think is interesting about that is that it was a Fairview that said that a couple days ago. Um, My understanding, one, the announcement initially came out of Sanford, and my conversations with a representative over at Sanford, it seems that the decision to call it quits was made on the Sanford side initially by their uh, board of directors, and then within a few hours on Thursday, they let Fairview know, and then the announcement came later that evening. Um, So maybe, you know, reading the tea leaves here, but maybe a little bit of that, more of the block came from the Stanford side saying, oh, we're not we're not getting the support from the stakeholders we're looking for here. Maybe it's time to unwind this a little bit. Um, that being said, if you also look at the finances of these two organizations, I think that Stanford is uh, operationally a little bit healthier than Fairview um, in terms of, you know, they had they made operating income. They made money from providing health care services in the last the last fiscal year, Fairview did not. Fairview lost over $300 million providing health care services to its uh, communities. If, if you ask me, I think Fairview maybe financially would need it a little bit more, but it does seem to me that Sanford was the one who said, okay, there's, there's just too many barriers here. We're trying to push our way through. Um, I don't know if we discussed it yet. There was even legislation almost tailor-made in Minnesota to kind of blow up this deal a bit. Tell me more about that. Are you t- are you suggesting the University of Minnesota is Mary Turner by any chance? Uh, could you clarify what do you mean? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, sir. Uh, what do you mean by um, University of Minnesota's major? Could you just clarify that? Well, in a, in other words, I was wondering about University of Minnesota and how they are responding to this the uh-huh. ending of this possible merger. And if if they had a big voice, which I have been told they had a really big voice in this, is that what you were thinking about when you s- stated that? Uh, a little bit less. I was thinking um, Fairview, which is separate from the university, but runs some of the university's hospitals. Just looking at their finances is what I, I was thinking in terms of the organization coming together. But you're totally right that the university itself was one of the ones saying, hey, this is moving way too fast um, earlier this year. The university actually reached out to the state government and asked for about $950 million to purchase back their hospitals because they were concerned about this deal going through and their facilities being run externally, um, externally meaning out of state. Uh, I, I won't profess to know uh, anything about how they feel. If I, Based on their prior actions and a lot of their concerns, I have to think that they're, they're happier that this was the outcome that came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, all that being said, they're... There was um, legislators and Governor Tim Waltz were seemed to be a little bit concerned about this going on earlier in the year, just about a month or two ago, I guess. Uh, they did pass a law, uh, HF 402, that basically gave the Attorney General more power to enjoin and unwind healthcare transactions like this that would hamper the school from pursuing its public care mission and if it was an out-of-state entity. I'd, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of different forces coming together. And I mentioned before briefly, unions not being on your side, never a great thing. Unions don't seem to love when health systems come together and be 
large scale, just a general fact, but they were very vocal about this one as well. Just a lot of parties fighting against it, and I think eventually Sanford decided to call it quits. Mm, just called it quits. Um, it also says in the article, had the merger gone through, the combined company would have been based in Sioux Falls and led by Sanford Management. I don't know why that shocked me, but it did. Did it shock you? <laughs> uh, not so much. Um, if you look at the two organizations, Sanford was a little bit bigger. I have to imagine they had a bit more sway at the bargaining table there for that component. And, um, you know, they're based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, but they extend into multiple states in the greater Midwest area. So, And just if you look at the scale of them, Sanford runs 47 hospitals, Fairview 11. Um, Sanford employs about 17,000 more people. It sees a ton more patients. I think definitely they were the ones with a bit more sway. So then when the headquarters goes out of state, you could see why some of these stakeholders, as you said, um, the school could be concerned. Well, I tell you, this was the second time in a decade that Sanford and Fairview have failed to complete a proposed merger amid opposition in Minnesota. If that is the case, do you think they'll try again? Not anytime soon. (laughs) No time soon. (laughs) Oh, it's a little weird that they tried to go for it again within a decade. Maybe I don't know if they're a combination of hoping that the uh, the ecosystem changed a little bit or um, just speaking in a macro, broader sense. a lot of health systems have been kind of eyeing some consolidation, merger, acti- acquisition activity just uh, over the coast, course of the COVID-19 pandemic, especially as their, uh, their fi- the financial situation changed a little bit for a lot of these hospitals and health systems. So you're seeing a lot more of them come together and try to leverage that economies mm-hmm. of scale has come together. Though, on the subject of bad history of failed mergers, uh, it should be mentioned that Sanders kind of had some pretty bad luck in the past couple of years in general. They tried to merge with Advocate Aurora Health. Oh, wait, sorry. Sorry. That, I read my notes incorrectly. They tried to merge with Intermountain Healthcare at a certain point, and that didn't go well. Not they had another all. merger a little bit before that also kind of hit some roadblocks. They've just been, they've been trying to get together someone and just hasn't been able to put it together. So is this something they want to do or something they have to do? Is that why they keep trying? I think, I think it's, I'm, again, I'm not in the room where the, the deals happen, if we're going to quote Hamilton on this, but uh, um, I would say it's maybe leaning a little bit more towards want to do than have to do. Um, like I was just saying, in recent years, a lot of these larger health systems have been keeping an eye out for chances to grow um, for various concerns, for reasons. Maybe they're not bringing in as much money as, uh, consistently without high expenses as they would like to. And it's a, it was a chance to expand their reach into the Minnesota market. Um, healthcare compared to a lot of other industries is very local. Um, somebody in New Mexico has a heart attack. They're probably not getting their care in uh, North Dakota. Rare exceptions aside. So any chance that these um Organizations are seen for a cross-market merger where they're mostly not in competition with each other, but they can expand their catchment area in their communities. It's something they're becoming increasingly interested in, especially since these cross-market mergers are less scrutinized by federal regulators than when um, the hospitals and health systems are in the same market and maybe suddenly could wield monopoly power. So it's bringing it back to the uh, 
Stanford and Fairview deal, I thought it was interesting that this didn't have any opposition from federal regulators because it was cross-market and federal regulators aren't super big into that currently. But it was the state that stepped in and said, hey, we want you to slow down. We, we're running an inquiry. We need more answers and doing the investigation that eventually put up enough roadblocks to make it uh, peter out. Yeah, and I'm grateful for that. You know, when in doubt, don't. There you go. Dave, <laughs> Dave Moyo, thank you so much for joining us tonight, really. Um, it, it was exceptional. And if they decide to do it again, I hope that you and I can talk again. So, again, thank you. You are the staff writer at Fierce Healthcare. Keep it up. Keep giving us information. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.